Hey, 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 it is Ty, the family made mom. Ah, whew, beautiful morning, beautiful windy morning. Um, wanted to talk to you today about financial wholeness. Financial wholeness is a big thing, it's a big topic um, because it's super duper important. A lot of times we talk about being um, whole in our bodies and uh, we don't talk about everything all together. Uh, before I talked about the pillars of wellness, the pillar, pillars of health and wellness, and in that was included, uh, financial wellness was included. And I heard some feedback regarding that, like, hey, you know, go into a little bit more depth about that uh, financial wellness. And um, when I look at finances, I like to look at them as being a whole part. When you look at the definition of the word whole, it is a thing that is complete in itself. It's an unbroken or undamaged state. It's in one piece, all of, or entire. So when I look at that, I think of our finances being completely all together. Every portion of our finances is in one piece. It's not broken up. It's not damaged. It's not, it's not in a detrimental state that it is going to cause destruction to our home or the state of our well-being. Meaning, because of our finances, everything is not falling apart. I look at financial wholeness as every entity of our finances is all together. Our assets, our taxes, uh, investments, um, you know, uh, our debts are managed. You know, all of that all together, it's looking lovely, right? So when I think of that, when I think of financial wholeness, this is what I'm thinking of. I wanna focus so much on wholeness that you remember that when I look at my finances, my goal is to retrain my mind not to look at me as being somebody who is driven to go get money, but rather I am making my money work for me in the capacity that I need it to work for me to attain, reach, uh, accomplish my goals. So for most of us, remember this is a two part. So for the first part, I want us to think of, I said it in my uh, Facebook post earlier. I want you to get a notebook and I want you to write down the word whole and what the word whole means to you. I gave you the dictionary version, but I want you to write down what whole means to you. What does it mean to be whole? And then I want you to think about what it means to be financially whole or some people call it financially fit. Your money's in shape. It's doing what it needs to do. It's not out of breath. It's not overweight. It's doing exactly what it needs to do. And you are able to do the things that you would like to do because you are financially whole or fit. Um, for those of you who are into fitness and things like that, financially fit may work better for you. I enjoy wholeness because it looks at, at the total aspect of it to each its own. Nothing missing, nothing broken. We're going to keep it moving. So we're writing down what the word whole means to us. Then we're going a little further and we're saying, hey, what does financial wholeness mean? 
when I look at being financially whole, in my mind, what do I think that looks like? Maybe you draw a picture and you chart it out and you say to be financially whole means this to me. When I think of whole, I think of it being all together, a complete portion of it. Nothing lacking, nothing um, left out. It's all together. Everything is fitting in its proper places and it is whole, like a whole pizza. Our family eats pizza, sometimes more than I'd like. Uh, but when I look at a pizza, I look at the whole part of it. Everything is, is it's in its proper place. The thing that makes that look so amazing is that, you know, uh, the thing that makes you want to go back to that place to get that pizza is that the pizza is, oh my gosh, it just looks splendid. Everything is all together. And, you know, every, uh, for me, I like the Supreme. So all of the mushrooms are in its place. All of the onions are in its place. All the green peppers are in its place. You know, uh, sometimes I might get a little sausage on there. All oh, the sausages are looking lumped and lovely in its proper place. But everything looks great. It's properly baked. It's not out of, you know, out of shape and looking all bubbly and nasty. But it really looks great. That's what our finances should look like. You know, we shouldn't have a big lump of debt over here. We shouldn't have, um, you know, just two cents in our IRAs or our investment accounts. And, you know, you got $100,000 in debt over here, but you don't have enough income to sustain yourself. And, you know, you got these, all these assets that are out of proportion. You know, you got all these cars and all that, but no house. You know, it, it shouldn't be out of proportion. Everything should be looking lovely. It should be something that you look at and that you smile at and that you're proud of because it's well put together. It's in one whole piece. Now, I will say this. Um, we have been in places where we have, um, we've gotten into debt and then we've been in those places where we've gotten out of debt quickly uh, just because, you know, God gave us wisdom. We used that wisdom. We got her done. Yippee! We were excited. And uh, then we've been in those places where everything was lumpy. You know, it, it was completely, completely out of sorts. And I was completely out of sorts looking at it being out of sorts and thought I was going to lose my mind. Debt makes me um, frazzled and not be dazzled. Um, but it just it, it makes me feel some kind of way when we are in debt. So, uh for me, being out of debt is super lovely, uh, super plush, and I just enjoy that portion. So I will definitely say this. I will say that with, um, with me and uh, making sure that we were fit and financially whole, I had to look at everything. So for just a moment, I'll take a while and I'll talk about what I did and how it looked for me. Sometimes when you hear uh, another person, she gives you a better perspective. Because everybody doesn't have every aspect of financial wholeness when you look at it. Uh, I know Bank of America, they did a uh, pretty cool article on what financial wholeness looks like. And I think it's uh, it was a little bit older when I read it. Maybe they have a new one. I'm not for sure. Um, Forbes has a financially fit little program that they do. And there's a couple other ones. Uh, in another blog, I mentioned about Dave Ramsey, Perry Jeffries, uh, a uh, friend of mine, Chandrita uh, Boykin, she does um, she does one as well. Um, 
But a lot of times what it takes is for you to just look at it for yourself and gain an understanding of what your finances are looking like. A lot of times we, um, we live paycheck to paycheck, but we don't really look at how we're spending, what we're spending, and why our money is not working properly for us. It becomes so damaging, it becomes unhealthy, and then we become impoverished because in our mind, we're just living paycheck to paycheck, and we're living above our means, and we're not taking into consideration that what we're doing is actually creating an unhealthy balance. It's almost like the person who eats out every single day unhealthy meals, and they expect themselves to be uh, in some type of great shape on the inside, when really what they're doing is they're breaking down their immune system because they're putting all these unhealthy things into their body. And then what they're also doing is they're packing on unhealthy fats, unhealthy weight, and here you got this unstable, unhealthy body that's not um, fit for adverse weather or viruses, infections. It can't hold up because it's out of out of proper perspective. So when you look at your finances, guess what? When things are out of order, it looks just like an unhealthy body. You know, we talked about it being lumpy. So for us, what we did, we have a house of seven. So for us, we look at what it takes to run our home. That starts with our budget. But when I do my budget, I start with our income. And I always take um, the lowest checks. So I take the lowest checks that we get that may have come in consistently. I take those and I look at how much we've been making, okay? This is for uh, W-2 homes because we also have businesses. But right now, I'll just focus on the W-2 portion and... Uh, we're going to do some courses a little later that are going to be running in January on finances. Uh, you'll be able to see a little bit more there uh, for businesses. But of course, obviously, if you have business income, you calculate in your business income that comes in from your business, what you pay yourself. Uh, and even then I go on the lowest uh, point, uh, the lowest portion that comes in monthly. Okay, so we're looking at our income and we're going based off the lowest you want to know why you go off the lowest because you always want to go off of the least amount i do i do this is natalia ty mcfadden okay so i go off the lowest portion and then what i do is i go off, i do our expenses i do them a little different because i look at our investments i look at our savings i look at um without looking obviously I'm in my car I'm sure you can hear my engine running but um I go off of investment savings I go off of uh, emergency funds I go off of um and then I go into what we have to pay each month starting with the important stuff so I go off of our um mortgage or if you're renter rent I go off of our um and I always pay above so if you're a renter, I pay above my rent. If uh, you're um, a homeowner, I pay above what my mortgage is. So usually uh, we try to pay 500 above, okay? So then I go to my uh, life health, uh, our insurance is bun uh, bunched together, our life insurance and our auto insurance. And um, our insurance is all bunched together. So I put that into its proper perspective 
perspective and then what's next what's next so we do savings investments next comes our savings investments and um emergency fund so i'll put that in there and then we do um our housing expenses so we go from to the rooter to the tutor you know well, what do we need for our home every single month starting with the most important so the most important is going to be outside of just paying for it you know uh, monthly anyway prayerfully your home is paid off or you know your rent is paid up for an entire year and you're scot-free uh for most of us that's not the case so we go into what it takes to run that home so we have our utilities which is a must you know i'm not talking about your your uh entertainment that's not a must but your utilities are a must so uh your electric your gas your water um those three are uh, most important a lot of people will put maintenance fees in there because maintenance you know uh the more you save up for your maintenance great but a lot of people also put their maintenance in your emergency fund however you choose to do it that's up to you next thing you're going to be looking at is uh your phones some people still have a landline uh, i'm thinking about getting one myself um just because my kids asked me uh when i was um they saw a picture of a phone that we had with a cord on it so i want to buy a corded phone just to torture my kids um that was just a little funny but i really am serious i'm, I'm really going to get a landline with a cord and um so after you do that you got your phone now you can put in your uh, toiletries, your, go your groceries and toiletries. I usually put those together because um, I usually get them all together anyway. Okay, so I put my groceries and I put my toiletries together. Then we're going on and we're doing our... Um, Sheesh, peak. We're doing grooming. So we have seven people. Uh, we all get our hair done. Go figure. You can just imagine how much we pay on that a month. Uh, most of us go every three weeks some people go every two weeks whatever works for you for me it's every three because i'm not really uh high maintenance so i do every three weeks and um so do my children so we space that out based on our uh pay weeks so that everybody looks nice and lovely um and still properly maintained but not outlandishly expensive Okay, next, uh, what we're looking at is, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to forget something, and I'm actually going to refer you back to the budget sheet that I did uh, in my blog post, um, because it's a little extensive, but I'll also give you an example of what I did, um, and I'm going to put a link in, my, in this uh, podcast, because I found something, I believe it's called uh, Kiplinger, they have where you can do your budget per three months, six months, year, and it's awesome. It's an awesome tool, and you're plugging in things. You can download it, and then you can adjust it as you need to. If you're not friendly with Excel spreadsheets, then I would definitely do it simply off of their um, their uh, tool that they have and then just download it. I love Excel spreadsheets now. I didn't before. Um, and Google, uh, Google Sheets, if you use those as well, it downloads into that format as well. But you can use that uh, formulate as you choose. And use your formulas as you choose. So I know some of you are wondering, like, why are you even going over a budget? Well, not everybody knows what a budget has inside of it. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. Some people just don't know what a budget looks like. 
But until you know what that budget looks like and until you know how much you're spending, I go off of my bank statements. I go directly through and then I look at all the foolishness that I'm spending on. Amazon was a little bit out of control. And so uh, now I look at Amazon and I say budget. So every time I look at Amazon, I say budget. I don't care if I actually need the item. I say budget. Do you actually, you know, unless it's something like, super important like toilet paper something another uh i'm pretty much not going to get it i'm going to wait unless it's something that i absolutely need like if it's a hair product for um my little short girl that's a need because her hair does not function without her certain hair products yep that's something that's got to be done but i'm more than likely going to just run to the store get it and come on back okay um and i have an amazing husband who um keeps track of that stuff so he's definitely in tune with our budget which is super helpful but if it's just you that's okay because you have to learn to have hold yourself accountable hold yourself accountable to being financially fit just like we have to hold ourselves accountable to being physically fit mentally fit emotionally fit spiritually fit we have to hold ourselves accountable okay so we're looking at our budget. We got this thing. Uh, we wrote down what it means to be whole, what it means to be financially whole. We wrote down our budget. Okay, so when you're looking at your budget, now I went over some of the things that I do with my budget. Um, we do a lot of investing. And I love to see our money growing. I love to uh, show our children their uh, investment portfolios that they have because it shows them that while you're sleeping, money is working for you. Now, do we rely on that? No. Uh, my daughter, uh, she's 15. She has a job and it teaches her that, listen, I might have money, but I understand that if I, if I do not manage my money, guess what? My money's going to leave me. And guess what? Because I have parents that teach me to be um, good stewards over my finances, they're not going to keep giving me money because I'm carelessly spending. Because in all reality, when we become adults, we if we spend carelessly, as some of us have, I just told you about my Amazon. Guess what? We're going to see that in our budget. We're going to see that in our finances. And guess what? It's going to spill over into other areas. Because if I'm constantly, constantly overspending, then guess what I have to do? Then I have to tap into my savings. Now I'm interrupting other goals, my vacations and things like that. And yes, I do put entertainment on my budget. Yes, I do put vacations on my budget. Yes, I do put date nights on my budget. Because it's important. It's important for your marriage. It's important for your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual health. It's important, okay? So yes, I put that there, but I want you to think of it like this. Being financially whole, if we think of that pizza, um, I don't want my pizza out of shape. I want it to be, I want everything to be put on there evenly. Each piece should have what it needs, especially when it comes to that Supreme. That's what I'm seeing right now. You know, I'm seeing that Supreme and I'm seeing each piece that looks, oh, it just looks splendid. You know, some of you might like um, those pineapple pizzas and they got pineapples and chicken on them. You know, my husband likes that. So, you know, you might have that pineapple chicken pizza. 
And oh my gosh, you know, each piece should have what you need. You don't want to get that one piece and it's just cheese and you didn't want that cheese. You want everything looking good. You don't want anything burnt up or you don't want anything undercooked. You want it to look great. These are your finances. When you look at them, don't cry. Just realize this is where I'm at and this is where I want to go. Now we got our budget. We see where we're at. Now we set the goal. What do I, this is what it looks like. This is where I've been spending. This is what, what my finances have been looking like. But what do I need? What do I need to be paying? Now, here's where we go. Now we're paying off credit cards if you have them. And now we're paying off debts if you have them. Now you're paying off personal debts if you have them. No, I separated those because one's going to hit my credit and one's going to hit my personal relationships. Okay? So if you haven't borrowed from people, that's awesome. If you have, please take care of those because we want to keep healthy, whole relationships. Me and my husband, we have focused on so many different portions of our debts that we were forgetting the things that weren't on our credit. You know, and sometimes that can be easy to do if you're focused, if you're so zoned in on one thing because you're looking at how out of balance it is. It's easy, you know, but we begin to look and we said, oh, okay, oops, we got to pay this and we got to pay that. Even though it's not on our credit, it's still a debt, you know, and I call those personal debts because, you know, regular debts, they show up for all to see. But those personal debts, those are the things that God is seeing. God sees those. So you have to be accountable for that as well because God sees that and the people that uh, you borrowed from or the people that uh, allowed you this credit, they see it. So now we have a, a total aspect of what our finances look like, okay? And it, it's, it's not so pretty if we can be honest, right? It's not so pretty. Or maybe for you, it's gorgeous and kudos to you. If yours is gorgeous, I love hearing that. That is like music to my ears. I love hearing it. But for you who are like me and mine didn't look so gorgeous, I want us to keep working on it. I want you to take some time and I want you to go through these uh, the links that I'm going to send you. And you can look at the budget sheet. You can create your own budget sheet. Whatever works for you, it's awesome. It's okay. Do that. And then for uh, those of you who are like, I need a little bit of help with that. Can you send me something? Yes, I'm going to send you this Kiplinger link. No, it's not a um, paid link. Um, I'm also going to send you something. Parents, those of you who are trying to teach your te uh, your children, I have something called a green light um, app for my children. And each one of them have their own accounts. So I have five children. They, they all have their own accounts. They get allowances. Uh, it's automated. It's uh, funded weekly unless they don't do their chores, which you can pause their allowance. It also has a place where you can give. So uh, our children give tithes and offering. So I have a portion there where they can give and they give that weekly or whatever. And then we also have a place for them to save. Most of their money is held in the savings. Um, and then my older two, their monies are held in the uh, spend any time. Okay, so or spend anywhere. So they can spend their money anywhere they want to spend it. Um, that's only for the older two because 
they understand once my money's gone, it's gone. You can do direct deposit, everything. And I'll send you the link there. And um, I think that one, I do get something back and you get something back too. So help me, I help you. Or I help you, you help me. Either way. But I want you to work on this. What does it mean to be whole? What does it mean to be financially whole? And I believe that when you look at this, you're actually going to see something different. I believe that you're actually going to see that me being financially whole actually spills over into me being mentally whole, emotionally whole, spiritually whole, physically whole. Because when you look at your grocery bill, are you going out to eat too much? Are you... um? spending frivolously on things that really don't matter what are you spending your monies on okay and is it a healthy way of spending things if it's not a healthy way of spending things then let's look at it how can we fix this what is it that we need to do okay so let's look at that and then we're going to come back on wednesday and we're going to break it down into the nitty-gritty after you've set your goals, now you have your goals. Now what? Maybe you are somebody who needs an accountability partner. Here's where the uh, sharing is caring. Caring is sharing. Okay. I want you to share this podcast with someone else. And if you two are in a spot where you both need to work on your finances, then hey, work on it together. Or maybe you're in a spot where you're like, you're good at finances. I'm not so great. Hey, can you help me be accountable or vice versa? Share, care, and let's come back and let's start working on being financially whole. We're going to go through one more of these and then I'm going to release the course in January on financial wholeness. That's going to give you some time to get your uh, goals together and work on it week by week. Because even though I set my uh, goals for the month, I also have a spot in there for bi-weekly, uh, you know, if I get paid bi-weekly or if I get paid um, semi-monthly, if I get paid twice a month. Um, uh, bu- 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 bu. Lost my train of thought, but I'm coming back. So no matter how I get paid, I make sure that when I'm doing my budget, I'm remembering that this isn't all going to come out at once, but I also put the dates that things are coming out or that things are due. So I'm not overextending myself, but I'm keeping myself uh, accountable. I'm reminding myself, you can't spend this amount because this is coming due. And I also put the amount that's due. I also share it with my husband so that he is aware that this is coming out and this is how we've got a budget. That keeps us accountable. All right. So remember your homework. Sharing is caring. Find a person that you can be accountable to. If you don't have anyone that you can be accountable to, that's okay. Be accountable to yourself. Set reminders. Get some apps. Do some things like that. And I'm going to send a green light app for those parents who say, hey, I really want to teach my children about finances. And I'll also put some uh, resource tools up on my uh, blog in the resource portion, just to show you some different things that you can do and some different sites that you can go to, to help you with your budget. All right. This is Ty, the family made mom. Be blessed. Bye-bye.